Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of How's the Pressure. I am your host, Haley Winter, and today I'm bringing back Govinda Bader to talk with me. Now, some of you may remember Govinda from an episode I did a while back about his new self-care tool, ProSqueeze. Now, one of the reasons he invented that product is because he was having such a hard time keeping his body healthy doing massage. And part of his journey in trying to better his health was transitioning from using his hands to using his feet to do the majority of his body work. Now, I was really interested to have this conversation in particular because it seems like a huge undertaking. As massage therapists, almost all of us develop our skill sets using our hands. And to change it to using one's feet is a process I just had to learn about. On top of that, Govinda specializes as a rolfer. So I wanted to hear how that transition would affect his modality specifically. Now, I really enjoyed my conversation with Govinda. And as some of you may remember, he is both articulate and insightful. So I hope this episode speaks to some of you that are experiencing pain while doing bodywork and inspires you to perhaps find a better path. I give you my conversation with Govinda Bader. Okay, so we have Govinda back on. Thank you for joining me again. My pleasure. It was such a pleasure having you on before that I needed to bring you on, especially to dive into something we touched on, which is your your practice in rolfing. You actually switched to using your feet. That's right. And you developed this style of rolfing, working with your feet. You call it... The barefoot method. The barefoot method. So what was the genesis behind the transition from working with your hands to working with your feet? Right. So early on in my bodywork career, I started getting pain in my wrists and tension in my forearms and hands. And I started early on thinking about how am I going to be able to make this sustainable? And once those injuries started to really limit my ability to see the amount of clients I wanted to see, I started just getting creative of, actually I started out of necessity thinking, how can I make this sustainable? And I had been to Thailand a lot and saw the way they worked with their feet and just thought there's maybe a better way to use leverage and a different tool instead of muscular exertion. And that was the initial place that my idea came from. So I'm assuming you tried lots of different methods to try and keep your hands active. I mean, you you did self-care, you... I did everything. I did so many things from plunging my forearms in buckets of ice water, from cutting back on seeing clients, to self-massage, to paying for massage, to trading with colleagues using every massage tool that's out there, balls, foam rollers, uh, vibrating massagers. Just I tried everything because otherwise my career was going to end. Hmm. And so you moved to your feet. I did. How long did it take you to make that transition? You saw it in Thailand and you said, hey, I'm going to do something. Was how, how long was that? So I went to Thailand. I remember taking about two months off from my practice, I went to Thailand and I saw the way they use their bodies. They use their whole bodies and they use their feet as a primary tool. I didn't necessarily get their their strategy, the way they did body work. I appreciated their application of the right tool for the right job. For me, if you're going to release some hamstrings, you want to use 
the right tool for the right job. I often make this analogy with gardening. If I'm going to go dig up my entire garden, I'm going to use like a big shovel and I'm, or I'm going to use a rototiller. I'm not going to use like a little hand shovel, but when I'm planting flowers, I'll use a little hand shovel. So for me, body work, the analogy is, you know, if I'm going to work on some big tight muscles on some big guy, for example, and, you know, help him with his hamstrings, I don't want to use my fingers. I don't want to use my knuckles. And for me, I didn't, I don't even want to use my forearms or my elbows. The feet are actually a broad tool and you can use your body weight instead of muscular exertion. So it just optimizes your ability to create deep pressure and use a tool that can sustain that pressure. For me, my forearms and wrists and hands could not sustain that amount of pressure. So how long did it take you to get from point A to point B? It took me about two months of practicing and exchanging with friends and colleagues and then I started getting comfortable. So w- what I did was I asked people for feedback on, you know, I'm going to first do this rolfing technique, how I would normally do it, how I've been taught. And then I'm going to do it with my feet. And I'd A, B it. And I'd ask them which they like better. And it turns out a lot of them actually preferred the foot. And I think that's because it adapts to tissue better than, say, a forearm or an elbow does. Rolfers are known for using a lot of forearms and elbows. And the the foot just is, it's soft. It's not quite as bony as an elbow. So you're, it kind of adapts to the contours of the body. Um, and people just felt like it was less pokey and invasive. So it turns out people, I wanted it to be at least as good feeling. I wanted it to be effective and for people to like it. Um, and it turns out people were even preferring the, the using the foot. So it took you about two months of traveling, identifying it in Thailand, another two months of practicing it, doing some guess and check work and testing it with your clients. What was the most challenging aspect of that transition when you're testing it with clients or? It was the first few people that I said, okay, I'm doing this different now. Instead of coming in and laying on the massage table, they're going to come in and lay on the pad on the floor. And is this before, when you were testing or, or after you're testing and you're officially using it? After I had tested, I got I just got clear that this worked for me. It, re, it was effective. It was enjoyable. It was sustainable. Um, it, was a, it was using my body efficiently. And I just decided internally, I'm going to make the switch. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just start using my feet now with all my clients. So with that, the difficult piece that was... Difficult piece was getting comfortable enough and confident enough that... To ask them. To ask them to okay. actually try something new. Because okay. we've been doing... Some of these people I've been seeing for a few years. And, uh, you know, just doing something completely different was a big ask of them. So what are two of the most common questions you get about working with your feet? Most common question is, can you feel as much? That people ask me that all the time. My answer to that is, you can feel a lot. Maybe not as much, but you can feel a lot. The hands have a lot of nerve endings, but definitely the feet do too. So I wouldn't try to make them exactly equal, but I'd say you can definitely feel a lot. And the more you do it with your feet, the better sensitivity that you develop. Hmm. And what are, what's another question you get? Another question I get. Let me think. Let me think about that. Oh, another question I get is, is this rolfing? Because I'm using a very different tool. Rolfers are trained using knuckles and forearms and elbows. And they'll say, is this rolfing? And 
I've been trained as a rolfer. I've done lots of workshops, and I know um, from my experience, rolfing is a strategy. It's not necessarily a technique. It's a way of understanding postural patterns and how to, um, you know, structure a session and a series of sessions to help someone with their pain or tension or postural issues. So for me, I still feel like I'm trained as a rolfer and what I do is essentially rolfing. I'm just applying a different tool. So do you take care of your feet in any specific way? I wash special them. way? I you, wash you them wash a lot. Them. <laughs> I'm, I'm fastidious. Well, you know, I think that's actually one of the things that you know you notice when you go into using your feet is some people are a little queasy about the feet. They don't have the same level of comfort. So I just make sure I keep my feet really clean. But I actually have never had anybody say, oh, I don't want the feet or, you know, feet are disgusting or anything like that. Never? Never. I've never had anybody say, I don't want that. Hmm. I think what people want is for it to be effective, for it to feel good, and if and I've I really believe it's effective, and it, I know it feels good, and it can help people with their issues, getting out of pain and reducing their tension. So most people are they're down for whatever gets them that result. And so, what's the biggest difference between your experience of working with your hands and your experience of working with your feet? Well, it's much more sustainable. It's just way easier on my body. I'm able to use my body weight instead of muscular force. And that not only feels better to me, but it feels better to my clients. I have a number of clients say uh, in a given week that they just appreciate that they can feel that I'm not efforting. I'm just leaning my body weight on them. And so that actually lets them relax more. Another big advantage is that the foot is a very adaptable tool. So as opposed to something like a forearm or an elbow, which can end up feeling kind of pokey and invasive, the foot feels kind of padded and it adapts to the contours of the body that I'm working on. So another big difference is because I'm not working so hard and because my tool is fairly uh, adaptable and not quite so pokey, it helps people really say yes to that deep pressure. Because I love deep pressure, but if you use deep pressure and a fairly sharp tool, then that brings up people's protection, brings up their a little bit of bracing, and then you can't quite go as deep or you can't hold the pressure as long. When you're using a, a tool that's adaptable, it's not so pokey and invasive, and you're using your body weight versus muscular force, your clients can actually relax and receive that deep tissue easier. You know, one of the techniques or one of the strategies that I tried in order to alleviate my arm tension that was building up early on in my career was to actually just have to cut back on seeing clients, which is a real bummer because I'm trying to build a practice and actually trying to be able to see more clients in a day. And what I've found by using my feet, I can actually see more people in a day because I'm less tired. I'm not exerting so much muscular energy. I'm just kind of leaning on people. And it's just less tiring and there's less strain on my body. And so I can actually see, you know, six people in a day instead of four or five. So are there places for other therapists to learn how to work with their feet or do they have to go to Thailand and experiment like you did? There are a lot of different uh, foot-based modalities out there. I used to teach people. I've kind of moved on from doing that. But there are lots of different uh, foot-based uh, modalities out there from uh, Ashiatsu to barefoot tie to Rossiter technique. Um, there are quite a number of them out there. So I think if you look up barefoot massage or barefoot body work on the web, you can find a lot of different uh, people who are teaching that. And do you have a preference or a suggestion in which direction to go in? 
I don't really have a preference. I think whatever resonates with you. I'm a big fan of following what I feel passionate about, and I recommend that for people. So some people might be interested in barefoot Thai, and other people might be drawn to ashiatsu. So I think it just different people are drawn to different techniques and modalities, and um, I think that's just, just great to follow what grabs you the most. And do you think that there are specific kinds of people that it's harder for them to make that transition from hands to feet? That's a good question. I mean, there there's definitely a confidence that one needs to introduce something that's kind of out of the box. I mean, when people think of massage, they're usually assuming it's done with the hands. So you have to be a little bit... Um, well, you have to be bold or you have to be comfortable doing something that's a little bit alternative, a little bit outside of the box. Um, one thing I can say about doing barefoot body work is it's great for people who don't quite have the frame or the musculature uh, in their body to be able to endure the forces of, uh, you know, doing regular massage with your hands and your forearms. Um, with using your feet, you're just using leverage and body weight. So it's just a lot easier on your body. So I think people who um, have been injured already doing your standard kind of you know, massage with your hands and forearms, they should give it a, uh, they should consider using their feet because it's just uh, a more efficient way to work with your own leverage and body weight. And so when you were, you said you were training people yeah. about how to do this. Yeah. You mentioned that one of the more challenging things is, is having that conversation with right. transitioning someone from having someone work on them with their hands to be like, hey, I'm going to put you on the floor. We're going to work with my feet. Right. So what was some of the, the, the tools and, and phrases and, and methods you gave people to work with to have that conversation? I don't even know if it's so much of a tool or a method. I think one of the biggest things is my own confidence and belief in it. When I felt, re when I really believed that this was just as good and actually better than the way I was doing it before, the way I just kind of owned that and got, went like, you know, here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to try this new thing today, or you know, how about we do this uh, this new technique with the feet? So. The way I would introduce that, if it, if it was really kind of like, um, maybe, you know, how about if we give this a try? And if you don't like it, you know, we don't have to, but, you know, if we could give it a few minutes, that versus, hey, I've great got this great new technique I've been working on. I think it's going to be amazing for your hamstrings. Let's give it a shot. That Just owning it and having the confidence to introduce it in a way where you, you kind of believe in what you're saying, that gets communicated to clients so much. Do you think that that conversation, do you train that conversation or do you train that confidence? Well, I try to get people as comfortable as they can with the technique, mostly from the side of being the receiver. I think if people feel what it's like to get good body work and then they can emulate that themselves, that gives them the confidence to know, wow, this really works. Like this technique on the pec minor wow, it made my shoulder go back an inch. And then when they have a client who comes in and has, you know, hunched forward shoulders, they can go, oh, I've got just the technique for that. Let's do this. Lay on the mat. And here we go. Hmm. So we've talked a lot about people who it's good for yeah. this technique. Uh, who would it not be good for? Well, you know, I've worked with, I, well, this is great. Um, I actually had this 84-year-old woman in my practice for a number of months, and she absolutely loved the pressure. I mean, I definitely had to adapt it. You ha I mean, I don't use a standard amount of pressure for just every person. I'm listening in the tissues, and I'm watching the you know reaction on my client's face and feeling in their tissues. So you have to obviously moderate your pressure for who you're with. But um, I actually haven't found 
anybody that doesn't want, let me actually think about that answer. It's a tricky question because the people who call me want it. So maybe the people who it's not for, they just don't call me and they mm-hmm. call, you know, the Swedish massage therapist or, mm-hmm. a, you know, a craniosacral therapist or something like that. So most of the people that call me, they're kind of pre-screened for wanting some deep work and they know that it's going to be with my feet because that's how I put myself out there. So do you ever do work with your hands? So no. I definitely still use my hands for neck work and just detail work like the QL and the psoas, that kind of stuff. I actually have techniques with my feet for the QL and psoas, but I still will use my hands for those things. And definitely the neck. Uh, and then in rolfing, we do like jaw, face work, that kind of stuff. And I don't do that with my feet. That would be a little invasive. Hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's, it's still a hybrid yeah, I mean, I probably use my feet 75 to 80% of the time, and then the rest of the time, because I do integrative work with working on the sacrum, working on the neck, uh, working on the occiput. I definitely use my hands and my fingers for that, and elbows occasionally as well. But I'd say about 70% to 80% of my work is still with my, is done with my feet. So do you think you'll do body work for the rest of your life? Definitely, I will do body work for the rest of my life. Whether I do it for a living, that's that's a question. Probably, well, for sure I'll keep doing it, and I'll be doing it with my friends and my family. I love helping people, and I love helping massage therapists. This new massage tool that I created is all about helping massage therapists continue and make their careers more sustainable. So um, I'm always going to stay in the body work world. I love learning. I love helping people. I love like inventing new ways of working. I feel like I you know, have a creative entrepreneurial spirit, and uh, I'll always try to stay connected to body work in some way. Whether I make my living from it or not, like forever, you know, probably not. As I get older, I don't want to work quite as hard. Hmm. That's an answer that resonates with me. I think I will probably be working with people as long as my body can physically stand it, but I'm not going to challenge myself by by trading time for money yeah. uh, when I get to a certain age. Totally. I, I'm going to hopefully transition to another way yeah. of working. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Govindo, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I think that your story and, and uh, the thoughts you shared today are of great value, and I, I hope my listeners have, have taken some nuggets for them to take home. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go ahead and review it on iTunes. And if you have any questions that you had wished I had asked, or topics you want me to cover in the future, please visit the website at www.housethepressure.com where you can send me an email and hopefully I can include it. Until next time, be good and be well. <laughs>